Well, good morning. Is that good, Sean? Quite where that's at. I, um, yeah, I'm not very tech savvy, so you'll have to, have to forgive me. So yeah, I, I was actually just thinking the same thing in terms of the international, because like Sarah as well, Italy, Cameron, Australia, um, yeah, it probably has something to do with the missional heart uh, of this church. So uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Will. I uh, married a girl called Bridget, who is originally from Jefferson, uh, but this was her home church. And so when we got married and we lived here, we went here, and we always consider this our home church, even though we've kind of traveled around over the last 12 years. Um, and we now have been out in Virginia uh, for the last six and a half years, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, so I just want to give a kind of brief update in terms of where we're at, what we're doing, um, and then we'll kind of jump into a message. Um, so we're at a, a church out in Virginia, kind of depending on traffic, it's either 20 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes from Washington, D.C. Depends how the traffic is. Uh, so we've been out there for about six and a half years. And uh, yeah, we really loved it out there. We've kind of had the privilege of seeing the church grow from a very small group. The, the church actually started as a small group in somebody's home and has since kind of grown uh, since then. And so uh, we've had the privilege of being part of that, that journey. Um, our kids, uh, Joel, who's now seven, he was 15 months when we moved out there. He is now heading into second grade. Ellie is heading into pre-kindergarten and Jonah He's our youngest, he's 11 months and a few days, and he's keeping us very busy, because he's really uh, the one who kind of climbs everything, you know, one of those ones where you're like this all the time. Um, so, but it's always such a joy and a privilege to come back to Jefferson. Um, I totally agree with Sarah in saying that uh, there is like a peacefulness, I don't know, it's maybe just the wide open spaces and just the pace here and it is so refreshing to come back to. So, um, and especially to have the privilege of speaking at ALM here, uh, which Pastor Dave, Pastor Becky uh, allow me to do. So uh, in terms of where the church is at, we're actually entering a big transition phase. Our pastors who have been there for about seven years are now transitioning back uh, to London, uh, where they came from. And so uh, we are on the verge of uh, them. Actually, their last Sunday will be the 21st next Sunday. So um, yeah, I would appreciate your prayers in that as we kind of look for new senior pastor leadership. It was a husband and wife team who very much led the church, uh, set the culture of the church, uh, kind of chief of staff of, you know, uh, kind of on the ground with the trips as it were. Um, so would appreciate your prayers in that. Um, our ministry, our creative kind of arm of the church, HTC Music, continues to grow. We've had more opportunities to do things outside of the church walls, which has been great. Uh, this year in particular, it seems like um, we had an opportunity. We led at a, a conference, which is an anti-human trafficking, uh, which is a big deal in a lot of places, in a lot of cities, no less in Washington, D.C. area. So we got an opportunity to lead at that. And then also there's an organization called International Justice Mission, which uh, is based in Washington, D.C. Um, they're a global company that uh, is basically kind of works to eradicate slavery across the world. And so we had an opportunity to lead uh, there as well at their conference. 
Um, so it's amazing having those opportunities to kind of get outside of the church walls and, and minister in that way. We're continuing to record stuff. We have a studio in, in the church. Uh, next week, actually, we release uh, first new material we have in a while. Um, so we're kind of releasing singles over the next few weeks, or sorry, a few months, and uh, culminating in kind of a project in the new year. So look out for that. I think we had a slide, maybe, of, yeah, there it is. It's very simple, um, but this is really a heart cry of our church. This, it kind of started off, I started with this idea of just more of you, because it seemed like a prayer that we were praying, and just saying, just more of you, God. More of you in our lives, more of you in our community, more of you in our church. Like, what else do we want but the very heart of God and his kingdom to come? So um, check that out. That'll be on Spotify next Sunday. So... Um, this morning, I uh, want to do things just a little bit differently. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit around the subject of how we use our time. And, uh, oh, very nice, Sean. Sean was like, what are you preaching on? I was like, time. He's like, there it is. Uh, very nice. So he's a great guy. Sean, what a guy. Honestly, just love that guy. Um, so we're going uh, to just think a little bit about how we use our time. I'm going to speak from, kind of, give three separate thoughts. And at the end of each thought, uh, we're just going to take like a minute to kind of reflect uh, on that thought, but also more so to respond to it. Um, because again, like uh, Edward was saying at the beginning, when we come with expectation, that's an engagement. But, you know, religion is a lot about pass pass being passive. You come in. You sit, you spectate, you walk back out again. But actually, when we come with expectation, there's an engagement there. We're stepping forward and we're saying, God, I'm here. My heart is open to you. My mind is open to you. Open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And that's the exciting thing. The Spirit of the living God is here to minister to us this morning. Uniquely in terms of, I mean, I have no idea where you are all at. I have no idea what you're all walking through. But the Holy Spirit is here to, to meet with you. Um, so... We're going to kind of look a little bit on the subject of time. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, Paul, in Ephesians 5, Paul encourages us uh, in this. He says, uh, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is or the will of the Lord is. And again, my hope is this morning that uh, as we think about this, that the Spirit is going to minister to you um, and encourage you or maybe convict as well as the as purpose may be. Before we jump into this, can we just pray together and, uh, and then we'll jump in. Lord, we're so grateful for your presence here with us today. Lord, we say to you that our hearts are open to you. Our minds are open to you. Lord, we long to be changed more into your likeness, Lord. We long to use our time well, led by you, um, honoring you, Lord, not only with our finances and our possessions, but our time. So, Lord, we look to you. Um, Lord, come, move among us, we pray. In your name, amen. So the first... Uh, first thing I want to just touch on is uh, the, the Bible teaches really that time is a gift. Um, 
our time has been given to us. And I think that's just helpful to recognize as we think about this and how we use our time. Because really, I think there's a twofold response to this. Um, firstly, it's just a thanks. A thanks to God for our time. Uh, and the time we've been given. This is kind of a phrase that I've adopted over the last few years, and I feel like I use it quite a lot. Um, you know, we're out as a family with Steve and Carol. Um, you know, we're out with the kids, and we're just having a, a nice time together. And this prayer under my breath, of God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this time that we've been given. You know, it's a gift. Um, but I, I, Or even when I gather the worship team in, and it's a recognition that, I mean, this is what we have, the present, right now. Like, we're all sitting here. This is all we have. This is all we're assured of is right at this minute. And so as I normally gather the team in on a Sunday, that's one of the phrases, one of the prayers that I use is, Lord, thank you for this time that you've given us. Like, we're here together. We're grateful for this time. So having that gratefulness, I think, is a great first place. You think, as this time, as I think about how I'm using my time, I recognize, God, you've given me this time. Thank you. It's precious. It's ordained. Because none of us really know our beginning or our end. I mean, we know our beginning like after we're born. But all that time in between is ordained by God. It's what the Bible teaches us. It's given to us. Um, also, another response, I think, to that is really... Surrendering it, you know, it's the same as our possessions. It's the same as our finances. There's actually a lot of similarities between money and time uh, in terms of how we look at it. But, you know, there's, let me just quote, uh, this isn't, we don't actually have this up here because I've just thought of it. But um, in Romans 11, Paul says this. He says, who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and for him are all things. So it's not like we're giving our time back to God, uh, to God and saying, here, God, this is mine, you know, do with it what you will. Actually, it's been given to us. It's the same as our finances. You know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's all his, all the money in the, the bank accounts. I remember when we were looking for a home to live in in Virginia, and it was just like, like war on earth, God, there's just nothing here. And I felt like such a reassurance in my heart of God just with his hand like over all the real estate of the whole world and just saying, it's all mine. It's all mine to give, to release, to hold. Um, and our time is no different. It's, it's all his. So what we got to be careful is, is that we don't get into this idea of, okay, Sunday, you know, 10 to 12, that's some of the Lord's time. Uh, I get up, I have my coffee and my donut, and I open my devotional, or I open the scripture. Uh, that's God's time. Then when I head to work, that's work time. Then when I come home, it's family time. Actually, the whole blanket thing over the whole thing, over the whole story of your life, it's all his time. It's all his time. So, uh, one uh, song that actually came to mind, that actually has an echo of kind of a prayer of St. Patrick. I've got to throw St. Patrick in there because I'm Irish. Um, but it, it was by uh, a guy called Tim Hughes. He wrote, Here I Am to Worship. He's actually a, a, a pastor now in a church in England. But he says this in this song. He just says, God in my living, there in my breathing. God in my waking, God in my sleeping. God in my resting, there in my working. God in my thinking. God in my speaking, God in my hoping, there in my dreaming, God in my watching, God in my waiting, God in my laughing, there in my weeping, God in my hurting, God in my healing, 
It's this idea of like all that time is his. And a recognition of that, Lord, I thank you for this time I've been given. I surrender it to you. If it helps you to think about it this way, to think of just inviting the Lord to be Lord of your time again. Just say, Lord, I'm, it's, I mean, it's the same as finances. Maybe that's a, a place where you're just like, Lord, I'm sorry for like doing this, you know, and having a tight grip on this as if it was all mine in the first place. Maybe that's the thing that you need to be, um, maybe the Holy Spirit's going to minister you in that way and just saying, Lord, I'm sorry for like holding time all this time like it was mine and just not even thinking about what your heart might be for my life. But what an amazing thing if we can get into a rhythm in our life of walking with the Lord, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and just honoring God with our time. Whether we're with the kids, you know, changing diapers for, you know, for me and Bridget, that's a bit of a thing, obviously, at the minute. Um, or it could be your work, or it could be your leisure, it could be what you're watching on TV, it could be whatever. Um, it's honoring God with our, with our time. One quick, another quick point here. Uh, is we got to be so careful not to wish away time uh, because it is a gift. Um, and what I mean by this is I just think, you know, there's some seasons that are easier to go through than others. Uh, let me just expand on this a bit. So Bridget and I, uh, we did long distance relationship for about four years. Uh, Bridget here in Jefferson and I was in Ireland. And... I can remember it being a phrase that we would use at that time of, or a prayer of saying, God, help us not to wish away this time, as if it was some sort of, um, you know, because obviously we just wanted to be together. So it was just a sense of just like, you know, kind of killing time, as it were, which is a, such a weird phrase to think about, uh, which I'm asking you not to do that. But, um, but that was the thing for us. And sometimes there's just seasons where we, we just think, man, I just want to just, yeah, let's just get, you know, get through this and whatever. But actually God had such intention in that time. It was foundational for our, us and our marriage and our relationship, but also it was um, really critical actually for me in terms of me leaving my home country and probably never to, you know, we lived there for a year, but, uh, you know, we don't foresee ourselves going back there for a long time. And so it was kind of that last time with my family really uh, before I moved to the States. But we've got to be so careful because sometimes even though we can't see intention, sometimes God has that kind of intention. Whereas we just feel like we're just there to kill time and to get through it. But God is actually like, I'm planting something in you and your future wife. And I'm also giving you this time with your family. So we've got to be so careful that we don't uh, wish away time. So our time is the Lord's. Um, I want to just give us just 60 seconds or, or, or so to, uh, maybe this is a, a point this morning of you kind of having the opportunity to do that kind of surrender again, or just inviting in afresh. Maybe you're very good at this. Maybe you're very aware of that, of just like, oh, all, this, all the time is yours. My life is yours. I invite you in again just to lead it. Um, help me to honor you in the time that I, I use. So let's just take um, just a few moments just to, to do that in the quiet. If it helps you to close your eyes, feel free to do that. Um, but I'm not going to tell you exactly how you should do this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, we just say that our, our time is yours afresh. Lord, we long to honor you with our time. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of the time that we have. Thank you for this time that we have together this morning. Lord, we don't take it for granted that you brought us together um, like this as a church family. We thank you for it, Lord. Help us to honor you with our time. In your name, amen. A second uh, thought on this is that the use of our time is very telling. Much in the same way that our, how we spend our money is actually very telling uh, of the, uh, the, the kind of passions and desires that we have in our heart. What do I mean by this? So, for example, uh, we have a Chick-fil-A that is within walking distance of our house which is so dangerous on so many different levels. And um, so it's no good me telling you and saying, you know what, I don't really like Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I'm not, I mean, you know, they're really average. When actually, if you look at the itemized uh, list of my bank account, it actually tells you a very different story, right? <laughs> um, maybe for you it's different. Maybe you're just saying, you know what, I don't really like shopping. I'm not really into, you know, getting clothes, stuff like that. And then I look at your bank account and there's just like, you know, all the gap and whatever, you know, wherever you shop. Um, you know, how we spend our money actually is a great kind of litmus test or it's almost like a flashlight into our hearts. You want to really know where your passion, your desire is. Look at what you're spending your money on, and also look at where you're spending your spare time in particular. Because we all have responsibilities and commitments, you know, we got things like work, and hopefully that is a passion for you, um, you know, and, and family responsibilities and things to take care of. But actually, it's often in our spare time, whatever that is, that's going to tell you a lot about um, the passions and desires in your heart. Just to come back to Ephesians 5, Paul our scripture from the beginning. In verse 15, he says, um, you know, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, notice here, Paul is, he's inferring that the, the best use of our time and the path to wisdom is the will of the Lord. It's the heart of God. If we're to walk in wisdom, if we're to honor God with our time, um, it all begins with the heart and with the mind, because that's where kind of the, um, you know, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. But out of the overflow of the heart, you use your time, specifically your spare time. And we see this actually, this is kind of unusual, when I was working in the kind of framework of this sermon, uh, the story that actually came to mind was of the prodigal son. Seems like a tenuous link, but stay with me. Uh, let me just read this, this is from the message, uh, Luke 15. Um, then Jesus said, uh, there once was a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. He wanted his inheritance. So the father divided the property between them, and it wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through that country, and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry he could have eaten the corn cobs and the pig slop, but no one would give him any. Uh, 
other translations say that uh, he wasted everything he had on wild living. Basically what happened was the son got his inheritance and then he went out, out of the overflow of his heart, and the desires that he had in his heart, like there was no boundaries, no self-control, nothing. He literally went on and just, you know, let loose as it were. Um, but all of those actions that he did, very unhelpful and unhealthy actions, uh, it all came from his heart. That was the motivating factor. So how he spent all that inheritance was motivated by his heart. And our time, again, specifically our spare time, is actually no different. Um, if we want to honor God with our time and the things that we're doing, it has, it has everything to do with our heart. See, the thing is, as we walk with God, as we continue to invite the Spirit to work in and among us and our hearts and our minds, uh, He renews us. That's the wonderful thing about the gospel for me. It's not just a salvation message. It's a transformative message. Um, you know, the cross speaks as much about our salvation as it does about our sanctification. That's the wonderful thing. It's the greatest miracle of all, that the heart of a man or a woman can be changed. Um, that's hope for me, because <laughs> I'm not perfect at all. Um, and that's the wonderful thing, that we can have our hearts and our minds changed, that we begin to think like Jesus, you know, that we begin to use our time in a way that honors Him. And... Uh, this one thing I just want to touch on, and I'm saying this as much to myself as I am to you, but there was a recent survey done. Uh, this company uh, had just taken a, a survey of American adults, um, and this was actually done about three years ago, so I hope it's not worse than this, but um, apparently on average, uh, the Amer an American adult spends about 10 hours a day uh, watching, reading, listening, or simply interacting with media. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and say, you know, media is bad and, like, you know, you shouldn't use your phones and whatever, that kind of thing. Um, but actually what I'm touching on here is what Tim Keller, uh, he's a pastor up in New York City, I love when he says, he says, good things can become ultimate things. That's when they become idols, he said. When good things become ultimate things. And you know, media, like internet, and you know, our, our phones, and like all these things, they're great. You know, Facebook, I keep in touch with my friends. I would never be able to keep in touch with if I didn't have that. Um, you know, Instagram, same kind of thing. But when these good things become ultimate things, that's when they become a problem. Um, we've got to watch what we're consuming, especially in that spare time that we have. It's much in the same way as my diet. You know, it's not healthy for me to eat 10 Chick-fil-A sandwiches in a week, although I'd want to do that. But it's really, it's not healthy. And in the same way, this isn't a healthy, a healthy statistic, you know, whatsoever. There's plenty of studies out there uh, in terms of how um, there's long-term effects on us using our phones too much and watching, binge-watching Netflix too much and all the, or being online too much. We've got to be so 
careful. We had a speaker at our church retreat a few weeks ago. His name was Phil. Uh, he, was, he was great, um, but he talked about having the BBC News app on his phone. He was from England. BBC News app on his phone. And I mean, that seems really harmless, right? But then the app would actually tell him how much time he was using, like per week. And he saw it and he was like, oh my goodness. Like, I, he didn't say this, how long he'd been on. But he, he was so shocked that he actually just deleted the thing off of his phone. You know, he took a drastic measure and just thought, I'm not you know, getting sucked into using all this time on this app, even though he was, you know, following up news in the world and stuff like that. Um, again, it's when a good thing becomes an ultimate thing. So I'm not saying, you know, get rid of like all your media and all that kind of stuff, because actually for some of us, we need to put our feet up and we need to, you know, watch PBS, you know, Antiques Roadshow or whatever, because I do that myself. Don't laugh. But you know, uh, that needs to happen, but it's when those things become ultimate things. Let me just give you one quick example. For me, it's sport. I love soccer, and soccer be can become an ultimate thing for me. Uh, you only have to look at my internet browser to see, like, you know, over the course of the summer, when they, as soon as the teams break, the transfer window opens. It's like kind of like trading in, you know, American sports. I'm just all about it every day, just checking up, like, who's going where and how's my favorite team doing. And then when the season kicks off, you know, you got soccer games and like all that kind of thing. We have to be so careful, like, because it's so easy those things. And you know what? Actually, just coming into close on this point. So often what happens is those kind of non-personal things, what ends up happening is um, it's actually time with people for the most part that suffers and are being present with people, with family. Um, and yeah, we gotta be so careful about that because who of us when we come towards the end of our lives isn't gonna look back and you know, maybe some of the regrets that we might have, it's probably mostly gonna have to do with maybe relationships or people. Man, I wish I'd, I wish I'd spent you know, less time watching a few soccer games in the season and actually just took the kids out somewhere or being more present with them. Um, we gotta be so careful on those things. So let's, um, again, let's just take just a few moments and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to you. He may say things that are actually really encouraging. You know, maybe you'll walk out of here today and you just say, man, that is such a good use of my time, you know? Um, but then there might be other things that you're just saying, I know that I need to make a change on that. And I've known it for a while. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying to me, like, I need to spend half the time that I use on Instagram or whatever it might be, TV, whatever it is. Let's spend a few moments just reflecting on that and responding to the Lord.
Lord, would you give us wisdom, uh, particularly in how we use our spare time? Lord, would you um, pray that nothing would become uh, an idol to us? We wouldn't become a slave to particular things. Um, yeah, give us that wisdom, Lord. Change our hearts more into your likeness. That, Lord, we would choose things that, again, honor you and please you. Lord, you know, specifically in terms of relaxation, Lord, you know where the still waters are. You lead us by still waters. You know what those places are for each of us. So, Lord, would you um, help us to just be healthy in terms of our downtime and what we're, we're doing how we're using that. In your name, amen. So one last point. Our time is priceless. Uh, recently, Joel and Ellie have got into drawing a lot, which is great. It's such like a, um, such a constructive, it's kind of like building Legos for me. It's like the best toy that's ever been created. Um, you know, because it, it's like the creativity just all comes out and they're just like thinking of different worlds and like all that. Exactly the same thing happens when they're drawing. And uh, as Steve and Carol have experienced over the last week, uh, basically it just ends up being paper is like everywhere. It's like a crazy artist's room, you know, scribbles here and there. But one thing I noticed when uh, Bridget had bought them, just kind of this ream of paper, you know, and uh, one thing I noticed that when they were drawing, they would fill up about 30% of the page and then they would discard the page. So I was just like, okay guys, time out. Uh, let's talk about this. So this page right here, you've used about, you know, just a third of the page. Can we fill out the whole page and then flip it and use the whole other side? Because putting my will parenting cap on, I was like, you know, we gotta cut down trees to, you know, to get this paper, they don't just, you know. Which is weird, because you can't really say that it doesn't grow on trees, because it kind of does, in a sense. But anyway, so I was just like, we got to be you know, careful with this. But you know, what was happening was, because they felt there was an endless supply of it, basically, they just treated it completely differently. And we're exactly the same. I felt convicted on this recently about food. We have, bless, praise the Lord, I mean, Chick-fil-A, like two minutes away, and then Trader Joe's has become like our thing uh, 10 minutes away so it feels like we got this endless supply of like food you know just like 10 minutes away we just drive over and so you know it doesn't really matter if I've you know kind of let my I love these have you ever had their mango like their mango strips if you haven't please just try them they're unbelievable but anyway so you got these mango strips you know and sometimes if you leave them open they'll go dry or whatever and you know it's no big deal it's all right I got you know drive to Trader Joe's it's 10 minutes down the road when we have feel like we have an excess of something we treat it differently and most of the time we don't treat it as well and time is exactly the same thing most of the time this actually happens when we're younger because we kind of had this sense of feeling immortal and there's just time limitless and we've just got all the time in the world and it's no big deal. Um, but actually, the Bible, in a very healthy way, reminds us that our lives are very brief. Um, and I don't want to just throw down the morbid card. I, you know, I was talking about this recently at our church and I was just like, you know, you know, everyone's thinking, could you not just you know, give me your favorite Bible verse and like, you know, send us away and, you know, pray more, read the Bible, go and have lunch, you know. 
Uh, rather, I'm just saying, you know, well, you know, life's short, and so. But actually, um, I think we got to be careful that we don't dismiss it as being just morbid and just like, oh, let's not talk about that. Actually, the the Bible is very clear. James said this in um, chapter four, verse fourteen. He says, "What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes." And um, there is actually a way, I think, of holding this, uh, our mortality, in a healthy way. That we're able to walk through life and think, you know, time is not limitless. I have a set amount of time that you know, God has given me. And it just means that we hold time, we think of time in a completely different way. I often actually think of and I've, it feels like it's been this for the last number of years. I almost feel like a lot of times I lived with, I live with my, you know, if I lived to 90 or whatever, uh, I live with my 90-year-old self. And he's able to kind of, not like in a weird way, like a puppet or something, it's not weird. But just having that sense of using time well, especially when it comes to people, uh, I'm reading a biography on Fred Rogers at the minute, who, uh, we didn't have Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood growing up, so that was like life-changing for me when, um, so I was just like, you don't know who this guy is? I was just like, no, he is this. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of his, and, um, but one of the things that people remark about Fred Rogers was how present he was with them. Didn't matter, matter if he was you know, walking through a building and there was somebody like mopping the floors in front of him or whether he was going to the White House to meet with the president. It didn't really matter. He was present with people. He saw the intrinsic value like that God had made them and he loved them. And, um, you know, when we see that our time is, is priceless and we see our time is limited, so often that expresses itself in how we view other people and our time with them. We're just like, man, this time is a gift, we're here together, and um, so you can understand why I feel like actually this is a really important thing. I'm glad that I'm preaching it at 35, you know, and I'm not later down the line and thinking, man, I wish I'd thought of time differently, you know. Um, Stephen Curtis Chapman, big fan, Stevie Kurt, anybody else, big fan. I remember Bill Sutton actually singing a song of Stevie Kurt's. Actually, it was my first summer right here. It was like 2002 or something at a kid's camp. And Bill Sutton was like singing one of his songs. It was so good. Superheroes, right? Remember? Yo, yo, it's, it's gone. Well, yeah, whatever. He's just pretending to forget. Um, anyway, Stephen Curtis, Chapman, I remember this song that he did that, uh, when I was, I, was in, I was in college, and man, it impacted me so much. Uh, he has this song called Last Day on Earth. He's a great storyteller. You know, and there's a, he drives by this funeral and just starts thinking about life and thinking, well, if this is my last day on earth, you know, how am I going to live? And um, I think it's a similar kind of thing that I'm saying is that just be mindful of, you know, this is what we have, this is what we've been given today, and time is precious. It's priceless. That's kind of why I said that. It really is priceless. It's, been, it's a gift that's been given to us. And um, we need to be mindful of that, much in the same way that Moses, in one of the few Psalms of his that we read, he says this in Psalm 90. He said, teach us to number our days so we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days so we may gain a heart of wisdom. Having this, being whole, able to hold this 
mindset actually leads to wisdom. It leads to wise choices. Um, so it doesn't have to be a morbid thing, recognizing our limitedness, recognizing our mortality. It can actually be a really healthy thing that God helps us to hold and helps us to make wise choices. So summarizing the three things that we've gone through together, our time is the Lord's, it's a gift. Let's invite him into every minute of our lives. Let's not compartmentalize and say, well, church is his, you know, some sort of devotional time is his, then I get my time, and it's all his. It's all his time. Invite him into that. Um, That's how we were made to live. Our lives completely surrendered to him, our time completely surrendered to him, honoring him with that. And um, secondly, our time is telling. Kind of like my bank account and the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. You know, um, it tells us a lot about where our heart's at. And maybe you'll walk away from here and you'll feel like, man, that's not that great a thing. Or maybe that, that is a really great thing. I hope that I will pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and to me, continue to speak to me about those things. And, and then finally, our time is pre- priceless. Again, asking the Lord to just have that healthy reminder. It just, it's a different, I mean, I, I love using the word lens for things. It's kind of a different mindset of, to view life, you know? You just look at time differently with people and opportunities and um, even mission, to be honest. You know, sometimes it, it feels then there's that urgency of just like, okay, Lord, what are, what are you calling me to? Like, what's the story of my life in terms of how you're concerned? Um, so should we pray together? Um, we're going to transition into a time of communion, but let's pray, and then Pastor Dave will lead us. So Lord, um, Lord, we do thank you for the time that we've been given. Uh, Lord, we're so grateful for it. Lord, we're so grateful to know you. We're so grateful to be in relationship with you. And Lord, we do want to honor you with our time. We want to make wise choices. We want to be present uh, with people in the same way that you were. Um, We want to follow after you, follow after your heart, Lord, your dreams for our lives. That's what we want to do. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, who not only speaks to us and, and counsels us, but also fills us and strengthens us and enables us to be able to walk in these ways, Lord, because we can't do it ourselves. So, Lord, we say to you, would you come and fill us afresh with your Spirit? Fill us afresh with your Spirit. Descend on us, Lord, we pray. And help us, Lord, to live lives that honor you, to fill our time with things that honor you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Will. Did you get anything? Amen. Praise the Lord.